Oilers look for separation in what has been a hard-fought and often airtight hockey game. Dreisaitl. Last Bouchard, he scores! Stays hot! Evan Bouchard, a howitzer! 2-0! 99-plus on that one! Ethan Evans, the punt, Ravens set to get good field position here. Dylan Wallace from the 25. Dylan Wallace breaks out of a tackle, takes it down the sideline. He stays inbounds. He stays on his feet. He takes it all the way and ends the game. There are no flags. Eugene Hopkins, speaking about a pass, McDavid cuts in, waits, waits, tucks it home. Connor McDavid, a virtuoso game-time goal. His night, and it's 2-2. Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show. Saul 69 for December the 11th. Welcome to the Kevin Carey Show. Good morning. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Uh, smoking hot weather. And the Oilers are smoking hot with their seventh win in a row. A 4-1 victory yesterday afternoon over the New Jersey Devils. Uh, to improve to 12-12-1. First time that they've been at the 500 mark since the beginning of the season. On this seven-game winning streak, the Oilers have outscored the opposition 35-12. Wow. Last, you know, yesterday's game could have been, it could have been 7 or 8-1. It, I mean, the Oilers had, what, 3-4 posts and uh, some great goaltending by Kira Schmid, by the Devils, and speaking of goaltending, how outstanding was it to see Cal Pickard pick up his first win since January 28th of 2022. Now, he came in yesterday and totally, totally answered the bell. An unbelievable performance uh, for a guy that hasn't played a whole heck of a lot, and it didn't seem to bother him at all. 26 saves in total, but the Oilers had it in total, total lockdown mode in the first 40 minutes, allowing just 12, just 12 shots on goal in the opening 40, and that enabled the Oilers to stake Picker to uh, some offense, in a lead, and from there, you know, they nailed it down after that. The penalty kill unit once again with a solid performance, uh, four for four, 28 to 29 in the last eight games. Amazing in the sense that, hey, Jersey came in here with the number one power play unit, but uh uh-uh. Oilers uh, on the PK have just been suffocating. Uh, Text line open, 1-833-401-1440. 1-833-401-1440. Shoot us off a text. And uh, if you want to even give us a ring, give us a call. Uh, Northside Norm checks in with his uh, daily roll call. The hard hat Jumbotron Oilers win streak is at seven. Uh, plus, I made it a Festivus for the rest of us in December, and he's got a picture of his hard hat. Uh, Northside Norm sent a text last week and said that he made it on the Jumbotron because he's wearing this hard hat with the Santa little toque on it too. So uh, congrats to the Oilers after a, a tough, tough start. This is the team that everyone knew what it was. Last month, that's the team that nobody recognized 
and it just snowballed. Things were bad. We all know the start, but now the Oilers have dug themselves out of this hole and are fighting, are just battling to get back into a playoff position, and they're getting a lot closer. What more can you say about Evan Bouchard? You talk about how the tides have turned, how the team has turned things around. Well, Evan Bouchard is a prime example of that personally, individually. He had a, a, a tough patch. He made some tough plays defensively at the start of the year. He hasn't. He, he's playing great defensively right now. He's play, well. He's playing very, very good defensively right now. He has more points. Then Austin Matthews, he's got 28 points. Quinn Hughes leads all defensemen with 36. Evan Bouchard has 28 points. In the last six games, Evan Bouchard has three goals, nine points, 14 shots on goal. I mean, it's a total buy-in. Talk about a buy-in. Darnell Nurse was outstanding last night, had a great game, had seven block shots, moved the puck up well, got that first pass out of the Oilers' defensive zone up quickly, to whatever the forward might be, but Darnell Nurse, another great game. Connor McDavid, well, McDavid on a nine-game point streak. Bouchard's got 11 uh, games with a point now, and Connor McDavid now with 36 points. Uh, Nikita Kucherov leads the NHL with 47. So you look where McDavid's come, and that's uh, simply uh, remarkable. Connor Brown had another good game for the Oilers last night. Thought he opened the scoring. Everyone thought he opened the scoring. Uh, however, it was a goal that was called back on goaltender interference, but uh, everyone thought Connor Brown got off the uh, the schneid. But uh, you could see, you can see it's coming. It, it, I mean, he's around the net. Uh, had a, a crossbar last game. A couple more attempts this game where he came very, very close. He, Connor Brown was outstanding on the penalty kill. Yesterday, the Oilers, again, four for four. But you could see uh, Connor Brown in the sense of positional play, uh, retrieving pucks, battling for pucks, getting pucks out, ragging the puck several times to kill time. There was a, uh, there was a play right before a penalty kill that where Evander Kane was sent in with a long pass from uh, Darnell Nurse and Leon Dreisaitl. They got the play going. But that it all started with Connor Brown starting the play uh, with strong work in the defensive zone. So, uh, you know, again, Oilers are getting goals from everywhere. You got Sam Gagne with a very nice play to set up Derek Ryan to open the scoring to make it uh, one nothing. And, you know, that's anytime you can get that contribution again from their fourth line, amazing. And that's, uh, um, you're putting your team in a position to be successful and it takes so much heat off lines one, lines two. And we saw that again uh, last night. And again, I don't know, there was three posts and crossbars, I think, in the second period. It was that the longest six on five ever at the start of the second period when the uh, Oilers had a delayed penalty? Well, they were on the delayed penalty with a six on five, so the Devils had a delayed penalty. Darnell Nurse ripped one off the crossbar. So, I mean, they had opportunities, opportunities to uh, really blow this game out. The penalty kill last night again in the second period, there was, I think it was about one one fifteen left in the second period. And, you know, the Devils are still in this game. You know, it's 2-0 uh, after the Bouchard goal on the power play. It's 2-0. There's a, you know, the Devils are still in this despite being heavily outplayed 
in the high danger chance, if you want to call it that. But the Oilers locked that penalty kill in late in the second, which carried over about 45 seconds or so into the third. And from there, you could see just the confidence uh, building and building. Uh, let's welcome in the Duke of Delburn. Good morning, Duke. And uh, how was the weekend? Another solid showing for the Duke, I am sure. Did Not, you get it? Nothing but, Kevin. That's the only way I know how to do it. Did you? Uh, so no game last night for the Tropicana Orange men, but you played Saturday morning. Saturday morning at the Drake. Uh, the Tropics skated away with a nice oh, shootout win. Um, I uh, We talked about it just before we hopped on. I, I was elected to shoot, but I went first, so I kind of got the uh, the book on the goaltender for my teammates. <laughs> okay, let's... And uh, I, I, I was not successful, but uh, the guys that followed me up were to, uh, to get the dub for the team. So you're saying that you got the book on the goaltender. I with got the first read on attempt. him, but uh, with my move, we gave away his, uh, his What tendencies. was your move? A little, a little forehand back. I, I tried to emulate my best David Schlemko, but oh. uh, I obviously don't have this so fine-tuned skill set. Forehand, backhand, trying like a deep trying, shelf. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but then it we got the uh, the read that blocker side was uh, the way to go on it, <laughs> and uh, I mean, hey, we we got the win. That's all that matters. I'm I don't care about personal so, accolades or or statistics, Kevin. All I care about is one statistic, and that is wins. <laughs> okay, easy furzy here. So um, <laughs> when you came back to the bench, then everyone's going, "Oh, Duke, where to where to get the book on this guy." Uh, well, no, but the next guy that was shooting after me, shout out Tommy. Uh, he said he's like he's like was blocker there. And I was like hundred <laughs> percent. So how's that for you? Oh. We're 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 a well oiled machine. The Trops, although we had lost about four or five in a row uh, coming into that game, but uh, but no, that was great. And then Saturday night hockey from the uh, Delburn Agriplex yeah. Senior Outlaws. They not uh, quite so successful. It was a great game, but the uh, the Sabres, a terrific team out of Sedgwick, they got the win. But it was a snowflake Saturday in Delburn. Lots of uh, winter festivities, oh, really? uh, sleigh rides around town with the the uh, team of horses, hot chocolate and hot dogs at the at the park, crafts fair at the town hall, Santa wow. Claus roaming around, and then a nice uh, roast beef supper before the hockey game at the arena. So there's nothing like a little small town, like you know. The closeness of everyone coming together for something kind of an oh, event it, like it, I couldn't believe how many people were uh, were kicking around. I mean, it's it's similar every year, but it still blows me away. Like the right. you couldn't you can't move once you get into the lobby of the arena because um, there, there's hockey games on all day. All minor hockey, every team plays. So there was the uh, the U eighteen game mm-hmm. before uh, the senior team played, and then that wrapped it up. And then everybody uh, treks back over across the street to the curling rink for some. Uh, some evening <laughs> festivities as well, uh, some drinks flowing oh, and some beautiful. games being played and all that. Did you get to watch the Oilers game yesterday afternoon then? I did, yeah. yeah. I got back for that. I uh, came back yesterday morning, got the football games going, and then, uh, yeah, threw the Oilers game on uh, on my laptop and monitor in front of me while I had all the four four different football games <laughs> up on the big screen. So it was a, a terrific weekend for sports, both at the professional and amateur levels alike. And how were, how were your placements, your betting placements doing yesterday for NFL? It was a bit of a mixed bag, so uh, I didn't love going uh, with my Texans. They were three-point favorites against the Jets because the Jets have played the best quarterbacks the hardest all year, and so there was no exception yesterday. C.J. Stroud uh, really got bottled up and then ends up leaving the game uh, with an injury. It'll be Mm -hmm. a concussion protocol, but you got to give them credit. That defense is is as good as it gets. How do you give up 30 points in the second half to the Jets? 
Yeah, that I'm not as uh, yeah. not as sure on, but not too happy. It, it, it's it is what it is. You can't win them all, and the the Texans are still a team on the um, you know mm-hmm. other side. I think of uh, <laughs> of uh, you know championship window per se. But then there were some other surprising ones. I mean, hey, the Lions lose to the Bears. That one was mm-hmm. uh, certainly not on my board. The Vikings and Raiders played an absolute barn burner, three nothing. I thought, yeah, I thought it was an absolute joke that Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid were bitching at the refs. Yeah, I, I, I think we'll touch on this a little bit yeah. during uh, In or Out uh, later this morning once Lorianne Munzer joins us. You can complain about nitpicking calls and stuff. You yeah. see it across all pro sports. The easy solution is to just Don't not, line up offside. How's not that sound? break the rule because that seems like the easiest one to abide oh. by. The line doesn't move. It was the line terrible. of scrimmage is the same. So, like, lining up uh, in the neutral zone as an offensive player is the most inexcusable um, error, in my it, opinion. And like I said, we'll dive way more into yeah. this uh, once we get to in or out because I've got a few thoughts on it <laughs> that might take longer than this opening break to, to get into. Exactly. So, if you, in case you missed it, Kadarius Tony lined up offside. It was an incredible play the, by the What it went down is one of the Kelsey. best plays yeah, of, of the year, of the year yeah. maybe of the past several years. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Travis Kelsey with a lateral to Kadarius Tony who took it in the end zone would have been the go-ahead touchdown uh, for Kansas City over Buffalo, but Kadarius Tony lined up about a, a foot offside, a foot. And, you know, the, the between Mahomes and Reed, the, the two of them, and you could see them on the sidelines and things like that, they were very, very upset with how the call happened. And they, it's like they, they're like, well, there was no warning and things like that. Ah. Uh, I couldn't believe how how much they were whining. Uh, text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Stair Farmer says, "Good morning, Boilers. PK has been great. Sure gives the uh, team a boost after a penalty kill. The King of Fort Nasty says, "Good morning, KK and Duke. Yeah, the Oilers are doing great, but what about those Broncos stomping Connor Halley's Chargers and didn't see the Dukes Texans getting spanked by the Jets? Have a great day, boys." Dean, Kevin, he's, Dean says, Kevin, I am not ashamed to say I was wrong. I thought it was going to be a nuclear winter. Looks like the Oilers know what team defense is all about. Uh, still a lot of work to do, Dean, and uh, the Oilers are turn things around with seven wins in a row. We will discuss that and more with uh, Jerry Matajong from the Edmonton Sun and Edmonton Journal Post Media. Uh, that's coming up at 7.20 R co-host as she comes in every Monday from 8 to 10, uh, former Olympic gold medalist Lorianne Munzer. Mark Spector will be with us at the top of the 8 o'clock hour on the mark for Booster Juice. Uh, Joe Rexrode uh, covers the Tennessee Titans for the Athletic as there are two, two Monday night football games at the same time. Uh, maybe Joe can explain why. Uh, 9.20, how about this guest? Thanks to Lorianne Munzer. Katrina Lamedon two-time Olympic gold medalist and our headliner of the day for Mr. Reuter. And then, you know, we've had country singers in the studio before. We've had Brett Kissel. We had, uh, oh, man. Aaron Good. Aaron Good, yeah. He was great. And now we're going to have Carol Pope. Now, Carol Pope, rough trade. And again, Laurie Ann Munzer was kind enough to kind of organize this one. So a little bit of 
you know, we're moving a little outside of sports there for a few minutes. Our uh, game of the day for St. Albert Dodge. Now, we're probably going to do a couple things here in Duke Hall. We'll get a quick guest in there. Uh, they had the Next Gen yesterday at the Oilers game. Next Gen had all the kids, you know, so uh, they were doing the PA. And I talked to Tim Shipton yesterday with the Oilers, and I said, can you come on for about five minutes? So I think we'll get Tim on at about 10 o'clock. And then uh, Scott Milanovic, uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. New head coach will be with us at 1020 right after the break it's jerry modajong from post media on the kevin carey show on sports 1440 stay with us oh all right we're rocking and rolling this morning uh welcome back to the big program uh time now for the puck report brought to you by fountain tire right now during the road ready sales event you can save up to 225 dollars on select tires and a bonus of 50 dollars off any service until december the 16th book your appointment at fountaintire.com some restrictions do apply as we welcome in jerry modajong from post media the big dutchman good morning how are you I'm doing well, KK. How are you? Oh, well, uh, I'm doing great. That's uh, another big win for the Oilers, and we talked uh, yesterday in the press box, and uh, things are all things are shaping up nicely right now for these guys that have finally uh, climbed their way back to 12, 12 and one. What did you make of yesterday's tilt? Oh boy, what are we watching? Hey, yeah. it's a complete one eighty from uh, when, when I got in. And <laughs> as you know, I mean, this is this is my first time yeah. with a front row seat with you guys. Uh, <laughs> Down the stadium, watching uh, watching some some puck being played. Uh, so I come in, uh, <laughs> boy, probably at, at uh, you know yeah. expectations are through the roof, right? And and they follow up with, uh, boy, just about the the lowest stretch you can you can reach. Uh, uh-huh. What were they? Two nine and one yeah. at one point, mm-hmm. uh, losing to San Jose, who was the uh, the worst team in the league, and. Uh, Boy, that uh, that one right there spelled the end to a, a pretty darn good head coach with a with a, you know <laughs> you look at record wise. Uh, I, I don't know if they ever had somebody who was who was up in the no six forty three yeah six, yeah, yeah. Si- almost yeah six fifty territory. So that's uh, just a, just a wild thing. I, I'm uh, I'm just uh, you know hanging on to, to my seat. Uh, I'm just <laughs> taking it all in. Um, and then you know what you know what happened in my mind, and and you know what I I, I don't know the most about hockey. I'll admit I spent the last fifteen years uh, over at the the gridiron. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I could you know I I could at one point name you uh, the school of every starting center in the CFL, yeah. but uh, <laughs> hockey is a different animal. So yeah. uh, you know uh, we saw Connor get hurt. That was uh, obviously a big thing. Now now he didn't make a big thing of it. Never an excuse for him, but. Uh, you know, you could see, and he was just different. And uh, I believe it was the the Washington game. Didn't they win five uh, nothing mm-hmm. to, to end that road trip? Uh, it was almost like a switch was flipped, and he, uh, you know, the speed was back. And all of a sudden, that just looked to me like it was opening up, um, you know, some some things for other areas of the team that were struggling. Uh, and and that's the only thing I, in my mind, I can put my finger on. Um, mm-hmm. Just because, uh, you know, to have all these other uh, areas of struggle magically come together in in, in one instance, I, I don't know. I, I kind of put a little more faith in that than uh, um, you know. Obviously, things were building over over the time too that they were uh, mm-hmm. were not getting the results they wanted. But boy, uh, yeah, McDavid's back and, and speedy and. They're just on a, a stretch here, seven in a row. I, I believe I, I read somewhere that was the longest since uh, you know closing out with nine in a row uh, last year going mm-hmm. into uh, into the playoffs. So it is uh, it is wild, and they're knocking off big teams. I mean, 
Jersey had a winning record. Uh, I mean, they, they beat uh, Vegas in there as well yeah. in that span. And shutting out Washington was no small thing either. That uh, really got them on, on the roll in my mind. So um, it, it's been wild. And then tomorrow, boy, we get to see uh, the inaugural Connor versus mm-hmm. Connor. So it's uh, a, a quite an exciting time down there. Jerry Matajong, Edmonton Sun, Edmonton Journal, Post Media, our guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. So, Jerry, I'm kind of like you in the same position. So I was 25 years at ITV Global, 33 years in television, take over this radio gig three months ago, and I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be sunshine and roses because of all the expectations. The others have one of the best teams in the league. You come over from the double E, and you're thinking kind of the same thing. You're going to be covering, and I mean, we don't have to, I don't have to tell you how how tough it was covering the double E for the last few years. But you go, you come in here, and you're kind of going, okay. Now I'm going to be covering a, a you know, a, a top, a, winner. a yeah. top caliber team, and <laughs> it was tough. How 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 hard was it for you, just personally as a journalist, to kind I of get to, things I, going? Yeah, I had to keep my head down, Kevin. I, I was the only common denominator between those two locker rooms was me, and uh, <laughs> I, I might I might have been carrying some elk stank with me over to uh, no, I mean yeah, obviously. No. Uh, uh, it, it, it is it is strange though I, I, the wild expectations uh, and just to see them fall flat like that from day one opening puck drop you lose eight one to a Vancouver team with a, a brand new head coach things were not supposed to go that way and uh, yeah just took a nosedive from there uh, but boy talking about the double E um, you know what and and I love the CFL and. Uh, it was uh, it was tough to see a, a franchise go through what it did, mm-hmm. um, but you know what? At the same time, I just tell myself uh, it's just uh, they were just lying in the bed they made. Mm-hmm. Um, every decision that seemed to be made from up high, uh, not only was it wrong, but kept compounding on itself, and it just got to the point where. I mean, stars had to align. Uh, the league had to bring in this football ops cap thing that uh, really made it difficult for teams on the bottom end of the cycle to, to dig themselves out of the hole. And just every kind of thing along the way, uh, you know, the, the hirings, the firings along the way. Um, you know, and this is this is a team that, I mean, it's, it's nine, ten years ago now, but, uh, you know, hoisted the Grey Cup in yeah. 2015. And uh, just from there, I mean, they got rid of their general manager at the time, who, who now, I mean, Ed Hervey's back uh, in the big seat in Hamilton. And you know what? I, all, all the power to them and, and wish them the best of luck. But, uh, boy, it, is, uh, it, it was wild to see them go from the top to, uh, you know, <laughs> the, the very drag to the bottom. I mean, uh, an all-time franchise low. Starting season 0-9, I mean, is. As bad as that was, Kevin, to come over to Rogers and and see the Oilers do something almost similar, um, it was wild. Just because the expectations, like you mentioned, were so high for for Connor and Co. Uh, boy, I had to laugh though. The one thing the Oilers could do that uh, that the Elks had trouble with for almost four years was uh, was win a game at Commonwealth Stadium in that Heritage Classic. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, just a couple of worlds colliding for me, and just a wild time for sports mm-hmm. in the city. Jerry Matajong with us on Sports 1440. So as for yesterday's game, the afternoon tilt at Rogers, uh, you could see, I think, after 
the game, how excited and how happy and how proud the team was for Cal Pickard uh, picking up his first win. So what did you make of that and just the reaction from the team to see, you know, their backup goaltender pick up a a win, his first one since January of 2022? Yeah, wow. I think he was playing with uh, with Detroit at that time. Uh, So, I mean, this is just a journeyman guy bouncing up and down uh, to the AHL and and back. Boy, there wasn't a, a happier person in the room than uh, than Vinny DeHarnay was there. <laughs> I mean, playing with him uh, uh, in in the AHL and just to to see him, you know, get the chance to come up. And obviously, you know, it was an, an emergency call up situation. Uh, things weren't really going well uh, in the crease at the time. Um, boy, to to see him. Yeah, you know, his old teammate get the win like that. Uh, it was pretty special. And for the team, mm-hmm. even more importantly, uh, you know, potentially, uh, you know, to have a backup goalie and another option for Stuart Skinner, who, what did he start, uh, play yeah. the, the previous seven games in a row? Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously the wins spoke for themselves, but the guy can't go, you know, all 82 games. Uh, this is this is not the olden days. Um you know, especially uh, back-to-backs and things like that. And, of course, this, the seven games had that five-day break throughout and, and everything like that. So it's, it's not as bad as it was. But, boy, just to have an option and, and to see that the team, not only the defensive room, but the entire team rally around uh, and, you know, continue to uh, find the success in, in front of uh, in front of Pickard, uh, that's got to be uh, just eye-opening and, and heartwarming for them, just uh, given the – the uh, the state of uh, of, of the uh, the goaltending on this team over the season so far and team defense in front of them yesterday was just superb. They only gave up twelve shots on goal in the first forty minutes, so uh, everyone had really bought in to come up with a stalwart defensive effort in front of uh, the goaltender. Also, the penalty kill unit, Jerry, again, four yeah. for four yesterday, 28 to 29 in the last eight games. Is there something that maybe has caught your eye in that uh, regard and in uh, the penalty kill unit that maybe we didn't see at the start of the season? Well, for sure. And, and you know, this is, we were talking about the elite historic power play a season ago. Uh, and, and to see them now kind of have that uh, that same sort of uh, elite level come through on, on the penalty kill is uh, – you know, quite the thing. Obviously, it's something they'd been working on for a while. Uh, but just defensively, um, what I've noticed uh, is just such a, a tremendous amount of, uh, you know, the two-on-one, the odd man rushes coming back against them uh, early in the year. Those have really been nipped in the bud. Um, you know, Pickard had to come up with uh, with his share of big saves, but... Uh, you know, we just aren't seeing those great A chances uh, off the odd man rush uh, anymore. I, I think, um, boy, there was only one uh, the game before, too, and, uh, and it ended up in, in the back of the net, uh, or Stewart would have been uh, working on his uh, second shutout of the season. But, uh, yeah, that, that's the big thing in, in my mind. And to see a guy like uh, Bouchard, who's obviously known for his offense and, and the big bomb from the point, 
really cleaning it up and, and focusing on the defensive side of things too. He uh, he and Nurse might have been the best players on the ice last night. You know, uh, as we're speaking with Jerry Matajong, Sports fourteen forty Nurse had another great game. Bouchard, yeah. we've talked about his offense and for good reason. I mean, in the last six games, he's got three goals and nine points, 14 shots on goal. But Nurse had seven blocks yesterday. So, oh boy. I mean, the two of them are, are playing very well. And Bouchard, we're not seeing him make all the defensive deficiencies and, right. and crazy plays that we saw early on in the season. But, I mean, he's rounding out to be one of the top, you know, top defensemen yeah. in the league right now. Yeah, and, and pinching up, trying to get in on the offense and, and just, you know, seeing the puck go the other way on, on the odd man rush like we talked about. It, it's certainly uh, doing some incredible stuff there. Boy, uh, Nurse uh, also uh, playing physical, too. Mm-hmm. I, I believe he blew up Mercer uh, in the second period there. Just, uh, you, you know, you don't see a lot of those big hits like that anymore, especially open ice like that. But, uh, yeah, Nurse came to play, and I think – I think that's the sort of thing that uh, you know the, the entire team can feed off of as well, uh, and I don't know how much of that had to do with uh, you know having the backup goalie in, but uh, mm-hmm. they really, yeah, man, they came to play last night, and, and yeah, starts from the defense out. It looked like, uh, especially keeping shots low and, and things like that for uh, for the past couple of games here. It's uh, it's really been something to watch. Jerry Montajong with us in Sports fourteen forty. You did touch on it a little bit, Jerry, to start uh, just with the Edmonton Elks, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on the team going forward because, again, you are really the only guy that covers the team on a day-to-day basis, or you did this past season and for the many years you covered them. But where is this team, I think, moving forward going into next year, and can you just kind of touch on that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, They uh, are miles ahead of where they were, you know, the past three years, uh, that whole not being able to win a game at home, which, Kevin, in football, that's unheard of. There might not be another sport on the continent where home field advantage makes such a difference, especially with the bookies, things like that. Uh, You know, that that changes point spreads and things like that. These guys couldn't win to save their lives at home for, I don't know what, it was well over three and a half years. Obviously, throw COVID in there and, and it skews the numbers a little bit, but uh, doesn't make it any less ridiculous. Uh, so, you know, yeah, they've only had, what, what, did, what did Montreal win? I, I believe they were 11 and seven in the regular season on their way to a couple of Cinderella victories and, and hoisting the great cup. Uh, boy, you add up all last three of Edmonton seasons, they have 11 wins for, you know, Four, four, and, and three from uh, coming out of the uh, the COVID year. So uh, this uh, this franchise uh, needed resuscitation. Was lying flat on its back, and I believe they got it in the form of uh, of Trey Ford. Where would they be without that kid? And uh, you know, as much as Chris Jones gets flack for uh, for having him sit on the bench as long as he did, um, well, I mean, what? What, what, do you, what else are you going to do? I mean, uh, throw him to the wolves, I guess, like uh, like Taylor Cornelius was. Uh, just, um, you know, got out there, didn't really have a lot of time under uh, under a veteran to watch. And uh, you know what? Uh, to, to Trey Ford's credit, he, he's doing it with his arms and his legs. He's, he's built exactly like he would uh, make a mold for a CFL quarterback. And uh, he, he's just really... Uh, really been a game changer now of course he's had the added benefit of uh jarius jackson being moved to offensive coordinator at the same time 
after McAdoo uh, didn't really work out at all. Um, so, you know what? Give, give Jones's defense mm-hmm. another year working together. That was a real young secondary, full of first year, a couple of second year guys. But uh, boy, they've all been together now. Uh, you know what? I, I'm not looking for big things necessarily, Kevin. But yeah. uh, you know, certainly they're not going to be scraping the bottom of the barrel and uh, embarrassing themselves and mm-hmm. their fans every time they take to the field anymore. Do you think, Jerry? I mean, we talk about Chris Jones and the many hats that he wears and all of the things that he has to do as GM, as head coach, yeah. as everything else. And we know his record. We know what his record is when he's both GM and head coach. Is he wear yeah. too many hats? Does he have too much responsibility? Is it is it hard on him to do it all? Absolute, absolutely it is. You, you look at uh, the way it was split up his first time around here when Kirby was pulling the, the strings as a GM. Uh, you know, Chris Jones had to focus on being the head coach slash defensive coordinator. And that's enough. And when, when I'm talking about the football ops cap, it's a fiasco. We're we're seeing it in action. Uh, you know, years later after it's been implemented. Now, for anybody who doesn't know, the football ops cap works much the same way as a salary cap for players. Uh, you can only hire so many, uh, you know, coaching staff members and and only pay them so much. And if you got somebody that isn't working out, it's it's much more difficult to. Uh, to, to change, uh, you know, pull the trigger and, and make a change there. Uh, so yeah, teams are, are are stuck, and when they're when they're not stuck and they try and make a move, and they're still paying guys uh, who aren't there anymore out of the current uh, football ops salary. It, it's just an absolute mess. It, the whole intention was to, uh, you know, uh, keep costs down for franchises as well as as stop them from from cherry picking. Uh, you know, the Chris Jones is nine days after winning the Grey Cup back in 2015, that sort of thing. Uh, but, boy, the, the effects have been uh, much more difficult and, and sinister than anybody's, uh, anybody really thought of back then. So they need to get rid of it, and these guys need to stop wearing, like you say, these, these uh, multiple hats just in order to, to save money and try and get under this, uh, this football ops cap. Um, you know, it's, it's too big a job, and uh, they're, they're really, uh, I think it's affecting the game. Hey, Jerry, thanks for hopping on this morning. And uh, after seven wins in a row, you are not the schlep rocker coming over from the green and gold. These guys can win, you know. That's, that's <laughs> that, right. Thanks, Kevin. That, that dark cloud that was following the big Dutchman around from Commonwealth to, to Rogers. It's it's not all you, big guy. That's right. Good to hear. Thanks, man. Okay, bud. Thanks for hopping on. That's uh, Jerry Montajong, Post Media, Edmonton Sun, Edmonton Journal, and our puck report, maybe our football report a little bit there too as he uh, covers the uh, green and gold for so many years. Uh, brought to you by Fountain Tire. Head to FountainTire.com. Check out their winter tire lineup and brand offerings. I can tell you, Duke, that without question, a guy that comes over from covering a team like the Green and Gold, the Double E, the Elks, and then he goes into the locker room with the Oilers and things are not going well, you do kind of think to yourself, oh, man, what have I got myself into here? But that's what happens. I mean, you're a reporter, and for him to, to basically go for I mean, he touched on it, you know, 0-9 to start the season. No home win since March of... Uh, 2019, not March, May of 2019, just a long, drawn-out slump that he was, he was kind of thinking, what have I done here? What am I doing? Yeah, I think sports fans, more than probably many others uh, the world over, 
lean into superstitions and things and, and something like what uh, the unfortunate circumstance that Jerry came into with the the, uh, the Elks having a couple poor scenes and then the Oilers up to their bad start. I could see how there might be some people that uh, get on his case a little bit, but like so many others, it is just a superstition. There's no uh, no reality to it. And, and we're seeing that now with the Oilers uh, seven in a row. And I will say, um, if you might remember a couple weeks ago during In or Out, Kevin, I suggested that Connor McDavid was in his second or third game of what would become a 10-game point streak, it has reached nine as of last night. So, uh, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn too much because I certainly make a lot of uh, wrong predictions as well, but you throw enough darts at the board, a few of them will uh, maybe find a bullseye. I could see him going on a little longer. Even longer than that. He is absolutely ascending up the uh, the NHL scoring race at the moment, uh, up to 37 points on the season now. So it's um it's great to see, uh, or 36 points, pardon me. Great to see, and, and the team's success to go along with it is even all the better. We've got some open text time at one 401 Top of the hour, Loria and Munzer and Mark Spector on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program, the standard 740 BA break as the Duke comes through with Brian Adams every 745 break on the morning show. You know, and Jerry Modajong touched on it, just the fact that you could see players like Vinny DeHarnay and players like Darnell Nurse so happy, so excited to see a win for Cal Pickard yesterday. His first win since January 28th of 2022 when he was with the Detroit Red Wings. The Oilers were in total lockdown mode for the first two periods in that contest yesterday. 12 shots on goal, that's it. Just 12 shots on goal by the Devils in the first 40 minutes. The penalty kill unit was outstanding. Cal Pickard picks up his first win and after the game he had these post-game comments. I haven't played in a while. It's always nice to come in and feel like you can contribute. For sure, yeah. Um, can't put too much pressure on yourself when you don't play very often, but I uh, feel good in practice, and um, you know, I wanted to just keep it going, and I thought we played a great game all the way through. Uh, very defensive, really good special teams, and uh, we deserved to win. Is it difficult when, like, halfway through the game, you got seven shots? For a guy, do you want to see more? You're like, no, no, I'll take seven. I mean, uh, it, you see all different kinds of games. Um, there's games that happen like that. And, uh, you know, I think they had seven shots maybe in the first five minutes of the third. So um, they're kind of a uh, off-the-rush team. And, and um, you know, they kind of brought it in the third period. But that's hockey. Obviously, we had a lead 3 nothing, And um, that's going to happen. So uh, I thought we tightened up pretty good and, and uh, didn't give them a ton. When you sign with the orders, I think it's probably a, as a third guy, as an emergency call-up type of guy, did you think you'd get a chance to come in here and start a game and win in the NHL this year? Yeah, you're obviously looking for that opportunity. Um, you know, it hasn't happened much the last year and a half. And, and uh, like I said before, you can't put too much pressure on yourself when there's a uh, few starts and, and, and few and far between. But um, I thought... Uh, you know, the last couple of weeks since I've played last, we've had some really good practice time, and I feel good about my game right now. So, um, moving forward, uh, you know, this game's just going to, you know, put that confidence in my mind and um, just go from there. You've been around a long time. You started in the most professional buildings in, in the A and the NHL at some point in your life. Did you get nervous anymore? Are there any nerves? Uh, I mean, when I'm nervous, I'm not playing uh, my game. Um, you know, I want to go out every game with a clear mind and, uh, you know, be prepared 
effort, that preparation um, makes me have a clear mind when I'm going out there on the ice. So felt good today. Um, just want to build off it. Seven starts in a row. So I just wonder, can you explain what it's like for somebody in your position, just kind of waiting and waiting and waiting, and then just get the top? What's that like? Yeah, you got to show up every day in practice. It's big. Um, Obviously, I've been in this situation before, and, and uh, you know when your name's called upon, um, you just got to go about your business the same way, uh, whether you're playing 10 in a row or one out of 10. So, um, you know, we have a really good goalie union here. Uh, Shorty's been great for me, and, and Skins as well. So, um, you know, it's a good thing we got going right now, and we just got to keep it rolling. How much did it help that they played a really tight defensive game in front of you? For, for sure, for, for sure. Um, you know, they had they had their power plays too, and I thought our penalty kill was great. Um, but yeah, five on five, there wasn't a ton, and, and uh, you know, a couple saves early got me into got me into it. So, um, but no, it was really good. And a couple saves late too. What did those do for your confidence? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, when they pull pull the goalie, there's going to be uh, some looks, especially with a lot of skill over there. So, um, I thought we did a really good job and kind of iced it right away. Are you at the point in your life and your career where you're savoring games like this? Like, do you are you not there yet? Uh, I don't want to think I'm there yet. No. Um, I know I can play in this league. Um, you know, obviously I haven't had a ton of opportunities, um, but uh, this is just this is a good game for me to build off of, and, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what's next. Do you know that you're three and zero against Jersey. Did you know that going into the game? You played them two times. Before? Well, that's good. I guess uh, I don't know if the coach uh, threw me in for that reason, but uh, no, it's good. Uh, like hearing that. Well, that's Oilers goaltender Cal Pickard. 26 saves last night, his first win since he was with the Detroit Red Wings back in 2022. He made several key saves yesterday, the big one in the first period, and he had some help from Darnell Nurse coming back really hard on a back check, but it was a, a save on Jesper Bratt. Nurse come, came back really hard on the on the back check to get Nico Heischer and sort of, uh, you know, kind of interfere with his stick a little bit. But then in the second period, there was a save that he made with his left pad on John Marino, the former Oiler draft pick. He made that one in the second period. That enabled the Oilers to still hold a 2 nothing lead. And then later in the period, there was that power play that the Devils had at the end of the second period, carried into the third, and he was solid as well. And really the whole defense in front of him. And you heard him say that, yeah, the guys in front of me played very, very well. In the third period with the score of 3-1, the Devils had the uh, goaltender pulled and Pickard had a couple of big saves on Jack Hughes before Evander Kane scored the empty net goal to ice it. But you know, he, if he doesn't come up with those saves on Hughes, now it's 3-2, and that was probably with uh, three minutes left or so, something like that, because it was a situation where, you know, with being down two goals, Lindy Ruff pulls a goaltender and tries to get at least one back, and they were very close, but Cal Pickard just had a sensational game. Tech's coming in two one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty brody says i see a massive change in 97 of late back checking every shift down low in his d zone not the last man back anymore finishing checks etc he's doing it every shift of every game the rest of the team has no choice but to follow oilers are cup bound that comes from brody Paul, the chemical guy, says, I said it before, I'll say it again. Pickard is the Oilers' best goalie. He's a very good goalie. He needs to play more. He's better at rebounds. Glove hand. Uh, Paul, the chemical guy, signing off. Well, I think Stu Skinner is your number one goaltender. There's no denying that. And Stu has played very well in the last several weeks, too. What Cal Pickard did yesterday, it just buys the Oilers a lot of time to decide what they want to do, if they want to do anything. With Jack Campbell, if Cal Pickard comes in every 
third or fourth game and plays like that, <laughs> I mean, what what more do you want? He just, you know, the number one power play erased that along with the Oilers in front of him, four on four on the PK unit. Pickard, 26 saves. What more do you want from a guy that hadn't played forever, hadn't won in the NHL forever? But Cal Pickard, full marks, first star, Oilers feel good, day off today. Chicago's here tomorrow. Connor Bedard, the place will be hopping again, I believe, an 8 o'clock start. So doubleheader somewhere on whatever American network. So... Connor Bedard, what more do you want? He's leading the league in rookie points. And I believe the Duke also had that as a, are you in or are you out? Was it a four-point difference, Duke, in rookie scoring? Yeah, four-point cushion, I think, and is what I had. I think the, he's at about a 10-point cushion yeah, right he, now. Since then, he has only opened it up. Uh, yeah, he currently outpaces second, pace, second place uh, Luke Hughes by seven, 23 points to 16. And Marco Rossi and Adam Fantilli also with 16. Correct. Lots. Looks like the Duke, again, his prognostication, prowess, just insane. <laughs> Lorianne Munzer stepped into the building. Uh, we will check in with Lorianne, our Monday co-host at the top of the hour, to go along with Mark Spector for Roger Sportsnet and On The Mark. Powered by Booster Juice. Before that, time now for a Sports 1440 update. And it is brought to you all by First Round. Wear an NFL jersey tonight to the downtown location, and you will get 50% off wings. Here is the Duke with a Sports 1440 update.